Welcome back to InfoTrack and our host, Chris Whitting. Disasters can happen anywhere at any time. How prepared are you and your family should disaster strike? Creek Stewart is a preparedness expert and best-selling author whose latest book is The Disaster Ready Home, a step-by-step emergency preparedness manual for sheltering in place. Creek, what's a reasonable time to plan for? I know FEMA usually says three days. Yeah. What's your take on that? The minimum I would like to see people plan for is two weeks and then go from there. So how do you set up an emergency food supply? What would be your steps to make that happen? The easiest place to start for most people is going to be with the items that they eat most of the time. Most people can really quickly write down a list of 10 or 20 items that they eat on a regular basis. People are pretty predictable when it comes to food. They tend to eat the same things over and over. So start by making a list of the top 10 or 20 items that you eat on a regular basis that have a shelf life of one to three years. These are typically inner aisle grocery store items like canned goods, dried pastas, and box meals. Once you have that list of 10 or 20 items, the next time you go to the grocery store, pick up two or three extras of some of those 10 or 20 items. Doesn't have to be all of them. And over the course of several trips to the grocery store over the course of the next couple of months, you are going to slowly build a stockpile, a long-term food storage pantry of the food that you know you're going to eat. As you run out of that food in the kitchen, you can just simply rotate through that food in a first-in, first-out basis of the food items that you've kind of stockpiled in a closet or on a shelf. That system right there, the system of rotating through the 10 or 20 items that you eat most often, that is the basis for a really practical long-term food storage pantry that every single person can implement on a budget. We're talking with Creek Stewart, who is a preparedness expert. Creek, another essential would be water. What's your advice on that? I actually take a look at water in three phases. So water is a critical survival need, and it's oftentimes interrupted or polluted in natural large-scale and sometimes even small-scale disasters. Here's a staggering statistic for you. The average American uses over 80 gallons of water per day, per person in eating and cooking, washing their hands, doing laundry, washing the clothes. We use a lot of water. So having water on hand, ready to drink, ready to use in the event of a disaster is critical. The first phase of this, I recommend everyone keep at least two gallons of water on hand per person per day for two weeks. That's fresh water storage that's ready to drink. That can be bottled water. You can have jug water like gallons of water or five-gallon jugs that you can buy at the grocery store. It's really simple. And that water is going to last up to five years. You can sit it in the basement or in a closet, but it's going to last up to five years and you can use it anytime. So beyond the fresh drinking water that's ready to go, two gallons per day per person for two weeks, it's super important that every household have a really nice off-grid water filter. 
The one I recommend is called the Big Berkey. It is a gravity-fed filter, so it doesn't require electricity. You can pour questionable water in the top, and it's going to come out the bottom of that filter ready to drink, whether it's from a creek or a pond, whether it's melted snow water or rainwater. You can pour all different types of water into this thing. It's going to take out the bacteria, the protozoan cysts, the chlorine, plastics, whatever you might be worried about. So those are the first two phases of water. And then the last phase that you need to be thinking about that's kind of a third level phase is a renewable source of drinking water if you run out of your freshwater stores. You may live near a creek or a pond. If so, that's a real easy solution. But for most people, the best solution is going to be a rain barrel. And you can implement one of those really inexpensively. And if you do, it will pretty much solve your problem of renewable water in disaster scenarios. Let's move on to power, electricity, which, you know, it seems pretty essential in this day and age. What do you do when you lose power and therefore your heat doesn't work and all of that? Yeah, it doesn't even take a disaster these days to knock out electricity. I mean, power outages are just pretty much a part of everyone's routine, it seems like. I'm in Indiana. We lost power here for a couple of days just last week, you know. And so having a backup power supply isn't necessarily turnkey. It can be expensive to buy generators and to store fuel or have a whole house generator or go solar. And so, like I said, a long time ago, I realized that the more complicated things are, the more expensive things are, the least likely people were to do it. And so I focus more on solutions that don't require power versus implementing generators or fuel supplied power sources. And so let's talk about the heat portion of that. Rather than investing in what could be a very expensive piece of equipment, which may be very overwhelming for someone who's just starting out, maybe the best solution is a kerosene space heater. Those are about 150 bucks. You can go buy them at your local home improvement center. It doesn't take a rocket science degree to understand how to use one. They're safe for indoor use. And kerosene is a fuel that you can store several gallons of, and it will last a very, very long time. The shelf life of kerosene is many years. You can put some in your shed or in your garage. And all of a sudden, for 150 bucks and a little bit of fuel, you have a space heater that's safe to use inside that can prevent the pipes from freezing and keep your house warm if you've got to do so for a few days. For people who live in certain parts of the country where perhaps tornadoes are prevalent or flooding or you know extreme weather, is there any special advice you have for those people? The book that we've been talking about is all about sheltering in place, but obviously there are a slew of natural disasters where the safest decision is actually to leave your home. And in that event, it is very important for everyone to build in advance what we call a bug out bag. And that is a 72 hour disaster survival kit that's designed to get you through three days of independent survival in the event of a disaster evacuation. That kit, that backpack, has everything you need inside. All the shelter, water, fire starting tools, manual tools, and food that you would need to get through three days. Now, we don't have the time to go through all of those tools, but I will give you some highlights. So with food, you want to skip the complicated meals. 
Don't worry about the camping meals that you have to start a fire and reconstitute. Just keep it really, really simple with open and eat meals. Power bars or calorie bars are really great options and they can totally get anyone through a few days. You want to have at least one liter of fresh drinking water in that bag in a metal container so that you can boil and purify more water if you needed to. A water filter is a really great idea. I like the Sawyer Mini, which is about $20 and you can pretty much drink out of any open water source in North America with that. A multi-tool is a great option. And then a change of clothes, a cell phone charger, maybe a battery backup for your cell phone. Those would be some of the top level, the most important level items that you'd want to think about for a bug out bag. That's terrific. Creek Stewart is a preparedness expert and his latest book is The Disaster Ready Home, a step-by-step emergency preparedness manual for sheltering in place. Creek, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity and have a fantastic day. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.